This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 136. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. And we are at the end of the year here. We got one more episode after tonight. Uh, we will be done with 2022. It's been a wild year. I think at the start of this year, we were still part of the contender family, I think. <laughs> and then yep, now yep. that now that doesn't even exist anymore. But hey, now we're part of the DraftKings family uh, as we continue to support our sponsor, DraftKings. So things have changed for the better this year, uh, I would say. Uh, and then we got uh, our one more episode coming up here. Next week, as we as we mentioned, um, that is going to be our for those who've been sti- uh, stuck with us for a while. We tend to do at the end of the year we do our Festivus episode where we complain, we we, we air our complaints for for the year. So that is going to be a fun one. We're, we'll throw back some Trulies. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll get some complaints out there oh, and yeah. have a good time. That will be on Monday next week, and maybe and Mike and I will talk about this more. I'm just kind of spitballing on the podcast, <laughs> but maybe we even throw that up on YouTube Live. Maybe we do a live show for that one. Um, but yeah. then again, I don't know how it works with the alcohol. Like if you're maybe we have to pretend we're not drinking alcohol on YouTube. I don't know how it works. We'll we'll take a look. <laughs> yeah, we'll, but let's Google. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Serone Sixteen, and and keep up with that. And that's where we'll announce our plans because i think it would be fun to kind of do a live thing see if anybody wants to hop on and, and give their complaints uh, via chat TikTok or too. whatever we do tiktok live too that's true yeah we do have a good tiktok following follow tiktok at dc crossover podcast on the talk uh but yeah we that will be next week so looking forward to that before we get there of course we have to do tonight's episode and uh, my partner mr Cerrone's voice is uh, on the fritz, uh, <laughs> to say the least. So we are going to give it a go here tonight. I'm going to carry 
carry the load here, and hopefully your voice <laughs> can last. But I did want to, right off the top, we will, of course, be talking commanders for most of the show. Um, but one of the big news here in the area, and something that I've literally been following for a year and a half, is Raising Cane's coming to oh, yeah. right, right, right. Sterling, Virginia. I, I mean, I, literally, I was following articles. Mike knows this because I've sent him links after links after link. <laughs> like, I was tracking this opening because, like, I, somebody had found, like, oh, the here's the building proposal for the new restaurant. This was like a year and a half ago. So it finally opened uh, last week. Last week it finally opened in Sterling, Virginia. Uh, for those, I mean, uh, those that listen to the show are mostly DMV people, so maybe you've heard of Raising Cane's. It's it's mainly down south or in the Midwest. I've, right, I've had right. it in Nebraska before. I know there's some in Richmond and Charlottesville and all that. So there are pockets in the country where Cane's is not that big of a deal to them. But for this area... We don't really get that many chains beyond your McDonald's, Wendy's. You know, Chick-fil-A, that's really yeah. exactly like th- there's really not, there's no Whataburgers here or In N Out or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, regional um, stuff. You know, Sheets or not Sheets. I was thinking of um, the the one with the the drive in one with the giant Sonic? window. Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Yeah. We have one that's like in Manassas now. Checkers, too. And yeah, yeah. So it's like you know we don't really get the the They're sparse the awesome chains. So raising canes coming in was hey, a big well, by deal. By the way, by the way, why is Sonic in Manassas? Like, I why know, couldn't I don't why know. couldn't it be anywhere else but Manassas? No one <laughs> ever goes to know. Manassas. No, no. And the only time I get Sonic is when I'm driving down to like Florida, ninety five. Right, I'll right. stop and get it in like North Carolina or something. And the good but best part about Sonic is yeah, you're just sitting there in your car. And you order it, uh, and you have the giant menu right there to the left of you. So as soon as you finish your food, why don't you order some more? It's right there, <laughs> and they come and bring it to you. Um, so, so raising canes, chicken fingers. Uh, the uh, originally Louisiana chain uh, has made its way to Sterling, Virginia. And Mike, I know you got a chance to go. I've gotten a chance to go. Um, first of all, I will say it is still chaos over there. Um, as far as like, I went on Sunday. At like 11, I was like, oh, maybe we'll go a little early. Most people are eating lunch around noon. So I was like, let's go right. like 11. Maybe it'll be a little more toned down. It was not more toned down. The, I mean, first of all, they the drive through has taken up like the entire parking lot of the <laughs> like, uh, not not just the Racing Canes parking lot, but the parking lot of like the Best giant Buy, yeah. complex, like with Best Buy and all that sort of stuff. They have cones, like coning off certain areas. There, there's there's like a traffic cop standing there directing the drive through. The drive through is nuts. I ended up going. We parked and went inside because we couldn't even figure out the cone situation. It was like <laughs> where there's signs all over the place, but you can only drive through certain parts. It was like this is nuts. So we parked. I went in. Didn't take me too long, maybe 10, 15 minutes to get my food. It was still packed inside, too. Right, right. Um, but when we got home, so this was my wife, Abby. This was her first Raising Cane's ex- experience. I've had it maybe four or five times before. She had never had it. So I was re- very excited for her to try it for the first time. She loved it. I think her ratings were the chicken with the sauce. You know, She gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I think wow. she's, the fries by themselves, no sauce, like a five or a six, not that special. Obviously, yeah. you add the cane sauce in there, it made it like a seven or an eight. The cane sauce is really what the you know, what you come uh, to raising canes for. So I want to—I I know you had a chance to try it as well. Did you do the drive-through or did you go in? What was your experience? So the day was Saturday, and 
Again, I apologize for my voice, so I'm hoping it, it stays put uh, for yeah, now. We'll see, this, if it, we'll see if it stays. This has been like the like semi the best my voice has been over the last like <laughs> two weeks. Um, so basically, um, on Saturday, uh, we did the Wreaths Across America over at right. Quantico. Okay. Uh, so it was me and my family went over to Quantico um, and laid a wreath on my pap's uh, headstone. And, uh, and then my brother-in-law was like, hey, I'll meet you guys, you know, back at the house. I'll pick up some Raising Canes Ooh. because they're, my sister's house is right next to uh, the Raising Canes, um, like, location. So, basically, um, I had to pop my mic up there a little bit because like, my level's <laughs> a little low, my voice. Usually, it's a lot higher than this. Uh, so, basically, um, my brother-in-law picked it up, and he picked up, like, I, th- I don't know, maybe two of the meals where it was, like, I don't know, what, five tenders, four tenders, something like sure, that. Sure, sure. And the crinkle cuts. And of course, uh, he brought them in and, and they were, I mean, when I ate them, like, obviously it's kind of like, you know, when you're sitting down, you're like, all right, nice. I get a whole full meal. I had to like savor the three tenders that I got. That, yeah. That's tough. If it's in a group setting like right. that. And it was kind of weird. Cause like, we're all trying it and stuff like that. Cause we're typically known for the Chick-fil-A and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Sure. And I, I will say the tenders were good. But they were so small. Like every single time I see like a commercial. Well, three or... is too small. So you only having three is rough. You gotta yeah. have at least five of those. Suckers. Well, I wasn't even talking about the uh, the quantity. I'm talking about like the actual the size. Like, size. Sure. Of it. I mean, because sure. me and you, our favorite place is Woo Boy, and that's just how it is. <laughs> I had and it today we... for lunch. <laughs> oh, so. There it is, my man. <laughs> and I, 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 when I went to the Stars game last week, I took my buddy to it. He, he was like, "Oh yeah, eight eight point seven five out of ten. I was like, "Well, that's a little low." Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I literally had it. My daughter was sick today, and I was like, you know what? Since I have to take care of her all day, I'm ordering Woo Boy for lunch. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Yes, yeah, treat yourself. Uh, so, of course, the Woo Boy tenders, I mean, I get those things all the time. Those things are massive. They're, they're literally the size of this cup. Yeah, they're like, massive. And, and, and they're so good. But these these Raising Cane's ones, like, like I said, every commercial or TikTok video or whatever it may be on Instagram where they're dipping it in like – it's always that, that same thing where they're putting their whole hand in like a <laughs> cup of Raising cane sauce. Uh, like the, the, cane the te- sauce. That, that tender must have You're been right, though. The tender from like is, a turkey leg. Is, the I tender mean, is more on the small side. I will totally agree with you there for sure. Right. I could eat that tender in one bite. That's why you need, yeah, five or six of those suckers. Yeah, you need to combine sure. them. And, and, and I, I, I mean, I gave the chick – I thought it was good. I yeah. gave the chick – Oh, I mean, yeah. I wish, yeah. I wish I had a little more flavor to it. Like I wish I had more little little spice. Sure. I'm, a, I'm a spicy guy, and you know when you're looking at it, I just wanted a little bit more to it. And I gave it like a like a seven out of ten. I thought it was good. Yeah. I didn't think it was anything. You gotta crazy. remember, this is like still a fast food establishment, right? Yeah, so right, it's like right. you know, it's definitely not like Woo Boy, like we talked about here. That's in Herndon, Virginia. For those who've never been, you gotta go. It's Nashville hot chicken. You got chicken sandwiches, tenders, all that sort of stuff. Like that's on a different level. Yeah. Uh, that's more sit down casual. This is Raising Cane's is definitely like pure fast food uh, type place. It's not obviously as big of a name brand as like McDonald's, but it's like that style. There's a drive through. For me, it's like if you have a drive through, then you're you're kind of in the fast food realm. If you have if you have right, that capability, right. so yeah. I'm with you. Is it the best chicken in the world? Certainly not. Uh, but on the fast food scale, it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. I mean, it's better than right. like a McNugget, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. That McNugget is I, I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> uh, but you're looking at it and just saying like crinkle cut fries are. I mean, that's like a that's like the bottom of the pyramid. I Not mean, that's great. Like, yeah, seriously, and then you because you got. I mean, there's so many different fries out there. that are so much better. You got the curlies from. Arby's. Did you get any Texas toast? I did get some Texas toast. Yeah, and I, like I did. I did eat half, half half of one. You dip uh, that into the cane sauce. And oh it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I will say the cane sauce 
uh, is up there with the Wingstop Nash- Ranch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. I never, I haven't had Wingstop Ranch yet, but I've, but I'm telling you right now, like the the raisin cane sauce is up there with. I mean, I mean, it's up there with the sauce, like Chick Fil A sauces and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but that's the thing. If they didn't have that, then it would just be a normal place. I agree. I, that's why people go there. Is I they fully want agree. The sauce. No, I I completely agree with you. I think. The cane sauce is the difference maker with raising canes. If they did not have that signature sauce, yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I told, no, I completely agree with you on that. I think it would be more of like a lesser uh, experience. But the cane sauce makes a giant difference. It is one of the best sauces I've ever had. I'm telling right. you, Wingstop Ranch is up there. Chick Fil A sauce is, is, it has to be in the conversation because it's like there's really nothing like it. I mean, I know like. Right. Right, I, like the first time I ever had Chick Fil A and Chick Fil A sauce, it was just mind blowing. You're like, because you're so used to going to restaurants and either getting ketchup or mustard mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and Chick Fil A sauce is its own thing, and it's and it it just blows your mind. And so, cane sauce to me is kind of like that, where it's a very unique taste. It doesn't really taste like like honey mustard or like s- sriracha mayo or any of that sort of stuff. It, it's its own thing, right. and it makes a giant difference. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I think. I- I That's think, what makes it ties it all together. You know, I think now that I'm just thinking about it, now that we have a raisin canes, what we should do is rate all of the local now, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, chicken establishments where we got Chick Fil A, Popeyes. Even if you want to throw in Bojangles, quote unquote, chicken and biscuits. Yeah, and that's in, in Sterling. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, in Sterling. One Zaxby's now also. Zach, Zaxby's to me is the poor man's raisin. It is. Case. I've been it saying is. that for a long time. Like Dude. think about the Zax sauce versus like the cane sauce. Well, that's it's a funny thing. Competition. I, the first time I went to Zaxby's, I looked at the menu and I was so like underwhelmed, even by yeah. the pictures. Like you know how the pictures are sitting there and you, you look on YouTube and they're putting toothpicks and glue and all this kind of stuff yeah. all over the pizza or, or whatever right, right, to, to make, make it, it look good. Yeah, 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 to make it look good. I mean, even the pictures at Zaxby's need need a little improvement. I mean, they need some help. But I just think that that would be fun. Those top yeah, that's five, a summer, that's an off season segment. I write think. it down. <laughs> the chicken wars, the chicken wars. I think is what we're doing. So yeah. So overall, it sounds like you, you enjoyed it. I think what will be good is when things settle down there a bit, and it just turns into like a regular restaurant where you don't have to like plan so much to just get over there and deal with right, giant right. lines and stuff. I think that will be when when you have more normal experience then I think you'll you'll have a better time. Like you get the box combo, mm-hmm. you sub out the coleslaw for an extra Texas toast, you get extra cane sauce as well, and you get your drink and you just have a nice little box of chicken. Coleslaw is so nubs. I, I I want something It's got it's very rare like, for coleslaw to like do it for me. Like it's got to be the right thing. Who wants to go to a fast food restaurant and say, "Mmm, mm, coleslaw." Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, give, give me something different. I mean, when you look at the menu, it's already limited, but I don't want to sit there and say, like, ah, oh, man, can't wait to have some of this coleslaw on the side yeah. of my chicken. No, that's like, why you got to sub it out. Give me something better. I mean, you I need mashed out, potatoes or something. You get the extra Texas toast, and, like, that's always the move. So you get two big old pieces of Texas toast, dip those into the cane sauce. It does Ooh. the job. So, yeah, Ooh, I, I think, I mean, it's still, it will probably continue to be packed there until – uh, you know, maybe springtime. I don't know. I mean, people are going right. nuts over there, and now that everyone's like home from school and stuff, you know. I mean, I my my brother-in-law took a video when he drove by there on like Friday night, and the line of cars was unbelievable. I mean, just right. so many yep. weaving through there for the drive-through. So, but it's we're like, happy it, to have it here. The, the location is terrible though, because it used to be the yeah. old Chevy Chase Bank, right? And, exactly. it, and obviously, no one went to Chevy Chase Bank uh, <laughs> back in the day, and then all of a sudden. 
that location just sucks because the parking lot for Best Buy and Bed Bath and Beyond and everything over there is so big. Like you don't need a hundred spaces for Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, nobody's who's going there. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest yeah. here. So then that parking lot, which which is next to Chili's, it's like merging into there. So I, I don't even see it yet. And I just know that it's 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 a it's oh, yeah. an S storm over there. I think it's I I mean it was like I said it was a Sunday at like eleven it was already packed <laughs> so they open at ten o'clock which is interesting timing because you're like who's getting chicken fingers at ten a.m. Yeah. Um, early but, lunch yeah early lunch and I'm an early lunch guy and like I eat lunch at eleven ten is ten is early for me but I think hey knowing that you could pop over there you know at ten thirty and be be probably fine i'm interested to see what will happen also when they add it to like uber eats and stuff like that because i've been looking and they still haven't added it there understandably so because yeah, i think that would yeah. add even more traffic to it because everyone <laughs> at their houses like my like me just fat uh, you know fat guy me just ordering food to be for somebody else to bring it to me right i think once they do that it'll be interesting to see but yeah it was seems like it's been a, a successful first couple weeks employees were all super nice and um, you know, it was a good experience. I will say. I, I will yeah. say the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention yeah. about about this is when I look at raising canes and and all these different establishments. Like, I don't think Chick Fil A is nationwide. At least, I don't think it's like everywhere. I think it's in not I everywhere. It's a, I think it's, it's in a lot pockets. of states. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, but it's. I mean, it, when it, where it, it is in those. I mean, Jesus, over here they got like six Chick Fil A's within a mile, like a two mile radius. We're so used to it here, right? Uh, Chick Fil A. Like, it's weird to hear people from not from this area be like. Ooh, I want to try trick Chick Fil A and stuff like that. Like I've had that experience before because <laughs> right, yeah, right. there are certain pockets. Like I think in the New England area, there's certain pockets where Chick Fil A yeah. does isn't really a thing there, uh, and they think of it like as a southern thing. It's like not really. Right. I that's, mean, that's that's what I'm saying though. Is like I mean, think about McDonald's. They just shove McDonald's down your throat because they, they they put one literally on every corner to the point where it's like if you compare. Raising Cane's food and Chick Fil A food and and j- just other places that have decent quality food that aren't, yeah, yeah. aren't on ev- on every corner. I mean, I've already seen two Burger Kings. The one out on uh, Willard Road that's now supposed to be a Jolly Bee that's been under construction for three years now, apparently. <laughs> right. uh, and also the one that's over there by the CarMax on Twenty Eight. Right, like, right. They're they're all going. All the Burger Kings are going out of business because yeah, they're not. Who's good. eating at Burger? Kings. Yeah. So it's like you're looking at it and saying. If McDonald's wasn't, I guess you say, quote unquote, their first and shoving it down your throat every corner, I mean, their food quality compared to all these other places right. that have those little pockets, I mean, it's unbelievable because you think about it and saying, okay, if I'm comparing, I mean, I would much rather go to a Chick fil A or much rather go yeah. to Raising Cane's. And that's why those places are more expensive than, you know, get two McDoubles for $2. Yeah, you where know? you're <laughs> not even sure what the meat's made of. Yeah, no, I, I think of it as like, you got your your fast food places, and then you got your elevated fast food places, like your Chick Fil A's, your Raising Cane's. Right, like that's, right, right. I mean, when I had Whataburger back over in Texas, like that was an unbelievable experience. In and Out is apparently like the the employees at In and Out make like more money than any fast food employees in the country, really? and they and they get benefits. They're they're treated really really well, so they're all super happy. It's crazy. Uh, but we we could talk about this all episode. Let's let's hit up the <laughs> rewind machine, and then I do want to get into your experience at FedEx, and then of course the command. Anders game. Um, let's knock this out here. A chance to look back at the previous week in DC sports. I will start with the Washington Nationals. Not a lot of Nats news here. Baseball market in general is pretty intriguing. I know one of the big news today was they delayed the Carlos Correa announcement because they were they might have uncovered some sort of health issue with him. So 
We'll see about that. Um, but the Nats obviously aren't pulling off things like that. The only really news for them, they, they signed Matt Adams for a minor league deal. They also, this was announced today, it's not on the sheet, they also signed Erasmo Ramirez, uh, who's a reliever who had like a 2.25 ERA. Uh, so, you know, that was, that was a decent move there. But, yeah, Matt Adams, of course, back in the 2018, 2019 days, um, you know, big bopper. We'll see what he has. A minor league deal, you're kind of kicking the tires. Washington Capitals had a pretty good week, 2-1 and one on the week. They are now 16-13-4. Of course, they did actually just beat the Red Wings last night in overtime, so add an over OT win as well. Uh, they beat Chicago on Tuesday, 7-3. Ovechkin with a hat trick, 800 career goals now. He is within one goal of Gordie Howe for second all time, which is why I was looking at Red Wings Caps tickets and I was like, why are these so expensive? Then I remembered, oh, yep. it's because Ovechkin's right there at the doorstep of Gordie Howe. Uh, Mantha Funny Dow- thing was, Gordie Howe was there too, and the Red Wings are playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gordie Howe, Van Riemsdyk, and Orloff also scoring that one. Uh, they lost to Dallas on Thursday, the game you were at, Mike, 2 to 1, right? That was the Dallas game? Yeah. Yep. Uh, of course, that's the game they lost the week, was one Mike. Attended. I have a crazy story about that game, too. That's okay. all. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. <laughs> okay. Connor Sheary, the lone goal in that one. Ovechkin with the assist. Uh, Lindgren, again, continues to do the work as Kemper's hurt. So 24 saves on 26 shots. But tough tough loss, 2-1. Can't really blame uh, Lindgren there. And then Saturday game beat Toronto 5-2. Uh, career hat trick for Gustafsson. Uh, Gustafsson. Uh, and <laughs> Samsonov, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those Swedes or whatever he is. Uh, our old pal Sam- Samsonov allowed five goals on 28 shots. And again, as I mentioned, the Caps with a W against the Red Wings last night. For the Wiz kids, I'm not really going to break down these games. It's just been a disaster for this team. They've lost 13 of their last 14 Uh 11 and 20 now 12th in the eastern conference they cannot win a game it's time to blow this thing up it's time to do what i mean maybe not blow it up as far as like i'm not saying like go trade kp or anything but any assets like denny or and some of these other guys where you think like hey maybe we can get something for them trade them at this point it's like this is not working or just tank i mean if you want to tank tank try to get Wembenyama. we'll see uh let's move in to the football talk here as i get our Old pal, or not Doug Williams, but uh, I will say I will say though real man. quick. No. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, you, you can you can you can talk. So I will say uh, that when you're looking at the Wizards, and I'm yeah. not going to go deep into this, obviously. I I think what you just said, and obviously we're not going to talk about them right now, um, or this episode, but right, right. It, I, I think an early grievance is if Tommy Shepard doesn't realize that this team isn't cut out when people are getting injured. I mean, we did have that nice four or five game stretch without Bradley Beal, but you're looking at it and saying that this team isn't cut out to hang around and win these tight games right now with not superstar power. We have stars, you know, I I would say Kuzma's pretty much a star for the most part. He wants out too. He wants to be traded. So let's let's trade him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then you have KP who is not a superstar anymore when he was with the Knicks, but he's a star, I would say with his numbers as well. And obviously it's, you know, when you say superstar, star, all that kind of stuff, it's your own interpretation, but you're looking at it and saying he needs to go out there. And if there's any interest, like you said, for these these guys, and you can get a first round pick. I don't care if it's a the the twentieth pick in the draft. You gotta go get something because these guys are just getting older. They're gonna want to get paid, and you're just gonna release them. So right. when I think you're looking at this whole entire situation, you gotta go out there and try to get some assets for these guys because thirteen and fourteen. I mean, 
the, the, the better teams at least can break a 13 or 14 streak. You can't go out there and lose 13 or 14. Maybe five max, but you can't go out there and lose, you know, in double digits. That's just bad. It's been really, really rough. Uh, like you said, there's been some injuries and things like that, but they just can't get it done. And, yeah, the rumor is Kyle Kuzma wants out. Um, and at this point, yeah, might as well. I mean, I love watching him play. I think he he, he brings a, a cool dynamic to this team. But if he wants out and you can go get some assets for him, yeah, I'm sure as hell fine with that. Uh, we're talking commanders here uh, as they lost to the Giants 12-20 to um, in a rough one on Sunday night football, which – is probably partially why your voice is the way it is. I know it's been going for weeks, so it's not like the only reason for it, but Mike did attend this game at FedEx Field. Um, and it, I'm trying to think. I, I know this was your first game this season there, right? It was. Yep, is this yep. the first game in, in a few years now at this point? I I think, honestly, now that you're saying it, I don't think I've been to a game since, since the pandemic, right? No, it's, well, since they were named the Redskins. Oh right, right. Which, right, right. Uh, however long that was ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So mean, you you made your return, and uh, the way to do it is how you did it, as far as like the the <laughs> where yep. you where you ended up sitting. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got. So uh, long story short, uh, a buddy of mine, he is a co-owner of a contracting company, um, and if he pays me, maybe we'll shout it out. Um, right. Oh and, yeah. No uh, free ads. Yeah. Yeah. No free ads. Uh, <laughs> Even though we talked for, about raising canes for twenty five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he he ended up uh, going out there and for a holiday party, ended up buying a suite and all awesome. this kind of stuff. So it was nice. And I got invited, uh, you know, which is funny because uh, he only had 27 tickets and he has, you know, a, a, that many employees. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you so took I, somebody's spot. Well, it was a long story. Um, I kind of forced myself to take somebody's spot, but they had a few Good. cancellations. But anyways, so um, the suite was nice. It was nice. I mean, I, I stood my ground, and I, I took my seat just like I do every Super Bowl at someone's house. I pick a seat. I sit. Yep. And I don't That's get up. That's always a move. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was great. It was a good view. It was, it was nice. I mean, I would prefer not to be in the end zone because where we were sitting, it was kind of hard to see if there's first downs or not. Right. Um, but you're looking at it, it was, it was good. I mean, it, it was you know, Plus, you have crazy. the TVs in the suite in case like there's replays and stuff like that <laughs> that you need to see. Like that's always nice. Yeah, the, I mean, and the best part about the whole entire suite thing was, which you would love, is that outside of the area of the suites, because we were on like the corner of the stadium, uh, they had like I think four, I think it was buffet trays that Ooh. you just go through, and it was so, so like that. that so let, let me get your rating on these foods. So I don't know if it was like chicken piccata or something like that, but okay. it was like it was a chicken breast that was in sauce and stuff like that, which was really good. Okay, always always a always a solid like five or six, like yeah. you know it, it does the job. Does the yep. job. Penne and meatballs, classic, classic. Oh, that's classic. probably cool. that's trending towards like a seven, seven and yep. a half. Yeah, and, it, and there was no garbage peppers in it and stuff like okay, that. Okay, good, which, good. So yeah. That was or great. mushrooms was, and stuff nope, like that. It was oh, just it was just a reg. Um, and Love then that. the next one was green beans. No, okay. pa- nope. pass, yeah. pass. Yep, nubs. And then all you can eat hot dogs. Yes, with chili and cheese. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Now look, some people out there might be snobs. Yep. They might knock the hot dog. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There is nothing. There, not nothing. There are a few things better than just a solid hot dog yep. and you throw some good toppings on there i mean chili and cheese for sure is always a good addition there uh one oh, of the man, buffet things it. was two tubs it wasn't tubs it was like 
the actual buffet trays, right. just full of nacho cheese and full of chili. Oh, and you know what I did? I got that nacho that. cheese and I literally poured it on everything. Yeah, that's that's what it's there for. No, I love that. I love it. Uh, hey, honestly, cheese, and, like, cheese and chicken. You're at the game. You're at the game. You gotta g- grab some dogs and some cheese. You know, that's what you oh, gotta man. do there. No, I, I love to hear. That. Do they yeah. have any like? Uh, I know sometimes with the, with the sweets they'll have like little snacky stuff like some popcorn or stuff like that that you can just yep. grab. Too. So they 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 had uh, on certain spots um, they had like bags of chips and stuff right, like that right, you could okay. grab. Gotcha. Uh, and then then once the second half was about to start, they had cookies and uh, brownies, I believe, out there. Ooh. So that was what, good what too. was the drink situation? I had a, I had cheese and brownie. <laughs> It is. I'm sorry. It's added. Uh, so my buddy actually forked over the extra thousand, and he got like nice. I, th- I think like a hundred beers in the oh, suite. I love it. Love um, it. with along with soft drinks and stuff like that. So every time that I would get up, so my other buddy he actually conned his way into getting in there too. And That's us three, man. us three have grown up since middle school. You know who they are. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so me and Kevin ended up every time we got up, we would get two beers, and I would just put them by my seat. We had like six beers just sitting there oh. and because, and because it was so cold outside. We did have a heater that was kind of up above, but so, so it was like it made the temperature like fifty degrees, which was actually really nice because yeah. outside it was like ten. Um, but you're thinking about it, I had we had a stack of beers just sitting right there, and then uh, my buddy's uh, sister-in-law said, "Mike, are all those yours?" And I was like. You got a problem with it? <laughs> like, like I'm not letting this guy over here have it. This, 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 this Joe Schmo over I here. Mean, what, you guys are there. He paid the money. It's like, yeah, you're gonna get your money's worth. I mean, oh yeah, trust that's me. That's the way to do I got, it. I got the most money's worth out of anybody. Nice. Now, I love, I love the people that like would come to this, like the stumble upon the podcast and go, oh, a DC sports podcast, and then <laughs> we spent the first half hour talking about raising canes and then the the food in the suite. Uh, yep. Of the game, not the actual game, but that's what you get here on the DC crossover podcast. I would know, say that's... with the food and the and the beer. I mean, I, I'll, I'll discount the beer because some people didn't pay for it, obviously. But just the food, that experience, despite the sweet, the, the food experience, just the free food was, I mean, at least a seven and a half. Because like that's you said, solid. the chicken wasn't great, yeah. but I doused it in in, che- in nacho cheese, and you'll take it because so it's free <laughs> softened it too. up. You know, <laughs> like you'll take that. And then my last question, and then we'll move on to the actual game. Was what was your like, what was your driving situation? Did you carpool with somebody else or like? So the suite had seven uh, parking passes or eight parking passes, something like that. Okay, okay. The tailgating scene was weak. Now, I don't think these people are really used. I mean, technically, I know a lot of the people that are at that company because I work also, as you know, on the side with them. Right, right. Uh, but, I mean, uh, they're just not used to being on time. Like whenever we host like a poker night or something like that, everyone's like a 45 minutes late or an hour late. And I'm sitting there just like wait, twiddling my thumbs saying like, yo, it's supposed to be eight o'clock here. And everyone shows up at like 827. I'm like, what is everyone doing here? So like literally, I mean, we almost got in a seven car pile up on the, on the highway because, because of one of the caravanners, which they don't know how, what a caravan means apparently. Oh, uh, no. because one guy's zigzagging through traffic. We're like, dude, what are you doing, man? That's not how and a caravan it works. Was, it was just, uh, it was t- terrible. But my buddy, but did drove. you have to drive? No, did, no, no. Okay. No. Thank God. Right, I made awesome. sure of that. Uh, so I was, you know, had a, had a couple road sodas. Oh, well, uh, that too. Yeah. In yeah. the back of the truck. <laughs> But it was it was nice. So we ended up parking, and it was so cold. Luckily, they let us in the suite like an hour and a half early or something like that. So I was that was nominal on food and pregame. 
I mean, yeah. I had like half an hour left, and I was sitting there nomming on ch- uh, che- chicken cheese. That's the best, and, because you wouldn't like a situation where you're suddenly having to stuff your face, and the game's like about to kick off, and you're like, yep. oh, crap, like everything's about to happen. Like, yeah, you, you want to be able to relax. That's why, I mean, I like getting to games early like that, regardless whether I'm in a suite or not, because I like to get, have some of my food and relax and stuff like that. And then, I will like, say, by the time the game starts, you know. Uh, it, when we're entering, we're entering, obviously, I've never been in this, this entrance before, because it's suites only. Right. And... Our good old friend Doug Williams. Yeah, you saw that pick. And I did. I did. Well, I, when I'm walking in, I'm like, first of all, it was. What, what was the initial reaction? Well, the reaction was, you know, I'm gonna hug. I'm gonna hug the commanders, you know, because that's what we are, <laughs> and, and we got to go forward with it. And uh, I, I do like the name. It's it got a good sound to it, Washington Commanders. So uh, here we go. Oh, great. Williams. There, there he was. Go. Now, I, granted, Gary Clark was there, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and saw the Gary was like, hey, buddy, I want you to stand next to big old Doug. And I said, all right. And Doug never said a word to me. He just like kind of like mumbled something. He didn't something. try and give you a hug? No, no he didn't hug the commanders. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was kind of weird because I was sitting there. And I told my other buddy, Kevin, I was like, hey, you want to get – he's like, yeah, I'll get in there with you. And then I'm sitting there, and, like, I'm, like, in the middle of two, like, like Hall of Famers for the Redskins. And, like, Kevin's over here in the corner. And I'm sitting there, like – Doug Williams is, I don't know if he's, we took four pictures, like some random person took four pictures and like two of them, like Doug looks like he's half asleep. Oh, and I'm, well, he I'm, probably was. It was, it was, it was an odd uh, photo because Gary was nice. He was coherent. Doug, right, I, don't, right, I don't think Doug knew where he was. Though. No, no. He's still thinking about hugging the commanders for sure. <laughs> um, but you did. So it sounds like to me, that sounds like an ideal like you said, not, it wasn't a 10 experience, but it was, yeah. it was solid. You had a great night. I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that because, especially if you're going to trek all the way out there on a very cold Sunday night. Right. Uh, I got you know, lucky. You, I got lucky. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, the unlucky part of this all is how this game ended up, of Jeez. course, um, as the commanders lose in this one. And a lot of weird play. We're not going to break down the entire game here, but, like, you know, there were obviously different moments in this one. Um, that, what, do, what do we break down? There's not a lot yeah, of game to break down. Right, right. <laughs> And there's and there's like specific moments that happen in this one that really stick out when you're looking at the game as a whole. Things like the, the Thibodeau, uh, you know, the recovery of the fumble and and the one yard touchdown. I mean, that guy had a monster game, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, and then you had the offensive pass interference uh, penalty on the commanders, the pick play where it got called. And you know, I know you were at the game, so you weren't hearing, but like. Chris Collinsworth was almost berating the officials on the call. He was like, how is that? And he, even when they brought on, I forget who, which ref they brought on to like explain the call on the, on the broadcast, like the former ref or whatever thing. And like, it was uh, Mike Pereira. Probably it wasn't Pereira. Actually, it was a different oh. guy. That's why. Cause yeah, no, I, it's usually Mike, but it was somebody else. And it wasn't the other guy that you see all the time too. Um, uh, and even, but Collinsworth, even with him, and I don't have the sound, I'll, I'll play it next week or something. But, uh, even with him, he was like, you know, like kind of talking his ass a little bit saying like, that's, that's not a, pass interference he's like the the guys collided i mean the contact happened just a guy running a normal route that's not a pick play it's not offensive pass interference anyways that was a was a tough one you had the fourth and nine 
play where the Giants get an 11-yard completion, which eventually turned into a Barkley touchdown after you know a few plays later. Uh, if they didn't convert that, you know that would have been a different story. Uh, on the on the good side of things, you had the Commanders the the six-play 91-yard touchdown drive. Uh, to dots, and that was the biggest drive of the game, probably for for the team. Uh, you had the Heineke fumble after the sack. I mean, he had a couple fumbles in this one, uh, and then you had, of course, two of the biggest plays in the game was the illegal formation penalty on Terry McLaurin, uh, which is still being talked about uh, today on Twitter. And then you have the missed pass interference call as well to end the game, which happened. I mean, I'm not as upset. I mean, look, like. Was it pass interference? Yes, of course it was. I think on the final plays of the game, that type of situation, I think we see officials let contact go all the time, unfortunately. Like, I'm not saying it's a good thing because it fr- it's very frustrating, but I've seen them screw that up so many times where they're, like, afraid to whistle a big play like that. Uh, the more egregious to me is the illegal formation, and obviously everyone kind of is, is agreeing on that front. But any of these moments in particular you want to talk about or, or or spend some time on? I mean, honestly, when you're looking at – I mean, it's it's just tough. It's tough because, because you're looking at this entire game. And, I mean, the biggest thing about this game was the, the fumbles. I mean, yeah. I, we had a Giants fan in our suite. And on the second fumble, I, I literally was like, what are you doing? Like – you you can't fumble twice. Yeah, the quarterback should never fumble more than once. You fumble once, okay? Maybe it's it a blind side or something it happens. Right. You can't fumble twice, lose both of them, and then cost seven points on one of the fumbles. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're in the on the five yard line or whatever it was when they got the first uh, touchdown, you have to be aware that you can't hold the ball for seven seconds, especially because you don't have a, a Trent Williams on the left side covering your blind side. So you have to be aware of that kind of stuff. Keep your head on a swivel. And the Giants fan was like, well, he didn't see it coming. And I said, first of all, why are you defending Taylor Heineke? That's number one. Yeah. Your, t- your team just scored, you know, whatever. And and second of all, okay, you didn't see it coming. I understand that, but you didn't see it coming twice. It cost us two possessions, and it cost us seven points immediately. Even Ron and, Rivera came out, I think, today or yesterday saying, like, hey, Heineke held the ball too long there. Like, we can't have that. Like, and, even, even his own coach was saying that he can't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just bad because again, it's not a oh let me compare Carson Wentz to Taylor Heineke every single t- two seconds, but everyone rips t- uh, Carson Wentz for holding the ball too long or doing this, doing that. This game was a basically win and you're in almost yeah. game. It's it was literally on that fringe of winning and being up to like close to a ninety percent chance because we had the tiebreaker over the Giants, might I add. So you're looking at it and saying okay. We had the tiebreaker. If you win at home on Sunday Night Football, okay, great, that's awesome. But he just had so many plays. I don't, I don't even want to look at his like yardage and the touchdown or whatever. I don't want to see that stuff. But he had so many plays that were just so negative. Yeah. I mean, you have the two yeah. fumbles. You have, I mean, this is one of the most, and I even t- I retweeted it. The most egregious quarterback run I think I've ever seen in my life. He ran for 20 yards. He needed to get 21 yards to get in the end zone. Right. He, he has yeah. Jahan Dotson sitting right there, right in front of him, running towards the end zone to, for, for a lead blocker. And then you had one defender, and he ran. I don't know if he was still hyped up on that Tampa Bay pylon. He wanted to recreate it in the time. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that sounds pretty ridiculous for me to say, but he literally ran towards the pylon when all he needed to do was take 
one step inside. Yeah, it makes would, one move, one move, and he's in. Yeah, like, one, yeah, one move. It wasn't. Even, it's not like he didn't have the juke. Just, just no. run left. Right, like, right, mean, right. You ran right towards the defender that was coming towards and the pylon. Not only did he run towards the defender, but then he like curled his body in where there was no chance of him getting oh. to the pylon inbound. Like it just wasn't even going to happen because of how he contorted his body. I don't know if he was just trying to protect himself or what, but I, I completely agree with you. Where yeah, that that play you have him throwing behind guys, you have him thro- throwing short yep. to guys. Yep. There was the Curtis Samuel catch along the f- uh, the far sideline where if that blew if up he, on Twitter if, too. If yeah. he drops that ball ahead of Curtis Samuel, that's a touchdown. And instead, Curtis Samuel has to wait for it to come down, and then he gets tackled after he catches yep. it. Um, yeah, there, this was not <laughs> uh, Taylor Heineke fans can't really say much about this one, Mike. I don't think they really can defend this guy that much after this game. I mean, he had one really nice pass to Dotson um, besides the touchdown. He had, like, one really – the long long play where it was more Dotson making a play than right, Heineke. Right. Heineke just kind of threw it up there and go make a play, and Dotson did, uh, which was really impressive to see. I mean, Dotson really impressed me in this one. I mean, he's been yeah. – he's been, had flashes this year, but, like, this was probably his best game of the year. Yeah, honestly, I mean, everyone knew when he was coming out of college he had great hands and all that stuff, and, of course, he didn't drop a ball in, like, I don't know, 20 years or whatever it was uh, for, uh, growing up, and then all yeah. of a sudden, like, his, like, second game, he ends up dropping a ball uh, in the right. NFL. But you're just looking at it and saying that – Dotson is going to be a stud, but that's my point is that you have Curtis Samuel fully healthy. He even came out, I think it was either before the game or after the game, saying he feels the best he has in like three years, probably because last year all he basically did was rehab. I mean, you're looking at uh, Terry McLaurin still going out there, putting up numbers, uh, catching in double double coverage, and then you're seeing John Dotson go out there, be that number three guy, and go and and yeah, maybe he doesn't get all, a ton of catches, but he's getting the, a ton of yards. I mean, right. he had the, he had the first three game or first two games of the season, he had three touchdowns, he had a touchdown in this game for over a hundred yards. I mean, you're just looking at it and saying this guy's going to be a great slot receiver. But going along with that, I just don't understand how we have this many these many weapons and you have the tandem with Robinson going out there running for 90 yards or whatever it was, and then Gibson, who actually is the third highest receiving uh, before this game started, third highest receiving uh, person, player on this team. Yeah. And you have Taylor Heineke going out there, and now I think people are starting to understand that we're winning in spite of him. And I think the tide even, has turned. The tide has turned. It really has. You're, you're looking at Twitter. You're looking at Twitter yeah. right here. And before it was like, oh man, what's his record? What's what? That's a Heineken yeah. magic, you know, like like all these different terms, right? He's a locker room guy. He's a locker yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. everyone. You know, we we were pumped up. Like, okay, we're pumped up. But you're looking at the, the last five games. The last five games, he's gotten sacked literally eleven times. 11 times. And Carson Wentz got sacked nine times in one game. Yeah, I understand that. It was the Eagles, so it was a little bit different. But you're looking at it and saying, I mean, Taylor Heineke has gotten sacked plenty of times. But everyone, that was the knock. Because, oh, Carson Wentz getting sacked all the time. And now Taylor Heineke, he can move around a little bit. Okay? He got sacked 11 times in the last five games. So he's getting sacked at least twice a game by that math, two and a quarter or whatever you want to call it. Right, right, right. And then he's not putting up points. He got 12 points this last game in a huge game at home on Sunday Night Football. Prime time, lights all shining, a packed house for the most part. It was a lot of Giants fans, I will say that. But then you have the other game 
where he had a chance to win it in overtime, didn't win it through 41 passes. And then the two games prior to that, he didn't even eclipse 200 yards. And then one of those was against Atlanta. Atlanta sucks. Yeah, and you're like, he, he threw 138 yards against Atlanta. And you're just seeing it like saying, how many times is this guy going to go out there? And yes, I mean, I, I t- I'll tell you one thing. The crowd got electric when he came out of the smoke and everyone's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, tell that. Like they, they were going nuts. And I'm sure their voice sounds like mine right now because right, right. everyone loved seeing Taylor go out there. And, yeah, maybe it's a Heineke magic and just the vibe and with all the players and everything like that. But you have to understand that, like you said, the tide has changed here. The tide has turned to the point where I think everyone's seen that – Last year, when he was seven and nine, and this year, when whatever the record is now, I don't know, there's a tie in there, all kind of stuff. Whatever the record is now, because he has two losses. I mean, he can't go out there and win you the game. No, like you're you're seeing Carson Wentz go out there, and again, I'm not sitting here pro Carson Wentz. Go Carson, go Carson. Okay, you're seeing Carson Wentz go out there against the Jags, who again, the Jags have been stellar the last three games. Trevor Lawrence is playing awesome, so they're not a pushover, just like your Lions aren't. Yeah. So you're looking at it and saying. Everyone said, oh, the Jags suck. Well, the Jags just beat the Cowboys, so they're not a terrible team. They scored over 40 against them. So you're looking at the Jag game where he came out and he won it on the last drive, throwing dimes left and right, all that kind of stuff. But Taylor Heineke, I mean, he's winning games scoring under 22 points a game. I mean, that's terrible. You can't go out there and do that. And obviously, if people want to say, well, you know, he had, the receivers have to catch the ball and stuff. Well, if they win, everyone you know, gives Taylor the win. But if, if they lose, it's oh it's not Taylor's fault. You know oh, they had a they had a they had a bad the, the the refs suck. Okay, it's like okay okay I understand there's bad calls, but you can't right, sit right. there and give Taylor Heineke all these free passes, and that's why you're seeing time and time again now all on the internet, all on Twitter, all on social media, people saying, man, I really think Carson Wentz is going to start here. Even yeah. even local radio hosts. I mean, it's like one loss in the last five games or however many it is. And and people are saying, oh, Carson Wentz might have to start here because they're seeing the deficiencies in the stats. Numbers don't lie. Everyone yeah. wants to bypass the numbers, but then you're looking at the numbers now, and he doesn't have the numbers at all. He hasn't eclipsed 300 yards once in the last five games. I'm only looking at the last five. But you're looking at he's getting sacked more. I mean, his QBR is terrible. I mean, you're just looking at certain aspects of the game. And, yes, okay, I, I get it. I, I'm excited when he's out there because it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. But this is not an entertainment business. This is a gambling business. Like everyone wants to go out there and gamble and make sure that you make the right moves uh, when you're playing chess against the other team. You don't just go out there and say, all right, we're watching a movie here. Like it's not Rudy. Right, okay? right, it's, right. it's not Rudy. I'm sorry. This is not the movie Rudy. No. I, I understand, understand. Everyone likes Taylor Heineke. like the underdog story. But you know, Rudy only played two plays. He played a special teams <laughs> play, and that one play he's got a sack. I don't even know if that's true. They say it's true. I don't even know if Rudy's true. Okay, whatever happens, I just think that Taylor Heineke really needs to, you know, get get the the the, the flack that everyone else gives other quarterbacks, rather than just everyone making excuses for him, especially they now. They do, and I do agree. I think, from what I'm seeing, I think it is turning to Wentz. I think that seems to be where the fa- what the fans want at this point because I think they're realizing that Heineke's only going to get you so far mm-hmm. and that if you guys really want to climb that hill <clears throat> and be a legit contender in this league, you, 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 can't, you can't do it with Taylor Heineke. You got to have, I mean, for now at least Wentz, hopefully someone even better in the future. I mean, who knows? But it's not, you're not going to be able to get it done with Heineke. And this loss um, 
you know, is not just because of the bad calls that we've talked about, you know, the, the, the miss pass interference. Obviously, the Terry play was huge. Um, uh, so many people have already talked about it. I don't, there's really not much more to say. It's just it was BS. I mean, it was it was stupid. Um, I, I mean, uh, we all know that, but that wasn't two fumbles in the game. You know, that wasn't uh, – there was a Taylor Heineke signature almost interception. I feel like he gets one of those a game. He threw yeah, it, right, I think, right. the, I think the, to the DB, like in the end zone or something. The guy dropped it, and it's like th- that he would have had two fumbles and a pick on his resume for the game, and he just missed having that. Um, but yeah, it, it is. If this the def- team really. The, the, the defense held the Giants at 13 points. Yeah. That is good enough to win. If you can't score two touchdowns yeah. in your own building. In your own building with three yeah, it's, it's healthy pathetic. receivers, I mean, it's it, it was just – I don't know if you want to call it the coaches or whatever, but you have to go out there and honestly look at the situation and say, we got like, th- what, three, four games left where we had to play the Niners, who right now they're seven-point favorites. I mean, they wouldn't be seven-point favorites if we would have won that game. I'll tell you right. that. They would, yeah. they would have literally been maybe four, three, something like that. Uh, but you're on their third QB of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, their third QB of the year, and they're and they're still kicking everyone's butt. And that's and it's no Debo, no. It's like it's just oh my it's gosh, crazy. Man. It's, but it's now, and then before we wrap up this part, yeah, I mean, now the big thing is the playoff positioning and kind of where this team sits. Because as you mentioned, I mean, the Seahawks are still in the mix, the Lions are in the mix, uh, and the commanders really did not help themselves out. So this Sunday, the Lions play Carolina, and then the commanders play the 49ers. The the Niners game's at four. The Lions is at one. It's conceivable that the Lions beat Carolina, and they'll actually have dropped Washington out of their spot by the time they kick off at 4 o'clock. I mean, that's really because the Lions have the tiebreaker over the commanders. So uh, this is this is crunch time. I mean, this is why, why we love sports. It's when seasons come down to the wire. And um, I, I think for the Lions to make the playoffs, they kind of needed either to win three, three of four of their final four games or win all four, obviously, and then they needed the Commanders or the Giants or one of those types of teams to only win two of their final four. And, like, that's kind of where this is setting up now because um, the Commanders have a real tough test here on Sunday against the 49ers, um, and this is, this is crazy. I mean, look, I, I love the Lions. They're, they're, my, they're my original team. It would be unbelievable if they kick the commanders out of the playoffs because <laughs> they take their spot. Like I, that that, that would never right. in a million years be what I thought would have happened this season. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, you're just looking at the playoff picture right now. Obviously, Eagles, Vikings, Niners, and Cowboys all have clinched. The the Bucks right now are in a fight for the division, uh, so you don't have to worry about them. But now the Giants have the tiebreaker over us because it's head to head, and th- we had the tiebreaker over them for a divisional record. But of course, we let up that game. It's past weekend but you're looking at it and saying the Seahawks they're kind of all over the place right now you never know what you're going to get with them uh the Lions they're on a hot streak so we'll have to see what, what you get with them they're going to have a tough test this weekend too um but uh because they're playing the Seahawks um right they're playing the Seahawks right no the Lions are playing the, the Panthers Panthers okay sorry uh um I thought I saw it earlier. Lions finish up with Panthers Bears and Packers to end the year Ooh. which is you know, pretty uh, favorable. Packers going to be a huge. Game. That Packers game is it's going to come down to that. I mean, it's going to be because oh, the only I think the only thing you can look at is that the Commanders right now 
have the Cowboys. The Cowboys are already are already uh, you know in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If you think about what three weeks from now, whenever they play the Cowboys, or what, or four weeks from now, I think it is. I forgot exactly what. There's so many damn games. I don't remember. I know. Um, but three or four weeks from now, they play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are probably going to rest their starters at that point because they're already committed. Uh, and at that point, they're probably already going to be uh, either in the playoffs as the number one seed, uh, or, or not the number one seed, or yeah, the division winner or whatever it is. But you're looking at it and saying. Really, the Cowboys game is going to be tough because, you know, we have to win that game no matter what. The Niners game, who knows what's going to happen in that one um, because obviously the Niners are, are clinched to be in the playoffs. But if you look at it that way, I mean, who knows if they're going to rest some people or whatever because they're right. always injury prone. Um, but then the Browns game is a must win now. You have to beat the damn Browns. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just one of those situations where it's like that game was uh, – could have cost you, needed you that season. Game. You needed, you needed that, that game. game. As yep. simple as that. You needed that one. You control your destiny. That was the game you had to take. The Giants are not that good of a football team, man. I mean, you you watch that game, and yeah, they they uh, you know they have some solid players here and there, but overall, this is not a good football team, and so uh, it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to lose that one. So yeah, game against the Niners on the twenty fourth on Christmas Eve. Uh, I guess that's yeah. So Saturday, the game's on Saturday at four oh five. PM. I, I love the Saturday football too, by the way. I mean, I know like obviously, uh, you know, we're used to that for, for college football, but I love having the, uh, the NFL, uh, Saturday oh, yeah. games too. I mean, that was so nice. I like the four or five start too. That's going to be nice. Yeah. Four or five is going to be sweet leading right into dinner. I'm going to do, do a nice little in, in swoop at my aunt's house and then swoop right out. There you go. There you go. No, I, I love the four or five as well. Um, that, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll just do final lap, and then we're going to do our, our money line and call it a night. Uh, I don't want you to completely lose your voice here. Uh, <laughs> let's hit up the final lap. Chance to talk about some, some bigger stories in sports beyond just D.C. teams. Uh, we will start with, of course, the lateral that uh, went around the world here. This Raiders-Patriots lateral miscue was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. I just don't understand how Bill Belichick could have allowed that. I mean – you have to understand, like, go to overtime, take your chances. I mean, yeah. the Raiders, uh, I don't it, even know. It, was just it just made no, made no sense. It made no <laughs> sense. Uh, Mike's favorite college quarterback, Bo Nix, will be returning to Oregon next season. He will not be headed to the draft. Well, I mean, is there really a point? If he has another year of eligibility, why would you not return to Oregon right now? Because all you have is Bryce Young coming out. You have a ton of other quarterbacks that are in the draft. I mean, Hendon Hooker, uh, of course, I'm going all blank right now. But it's like you have at least five quarterbacks that are in the draft right now that are in the mix with him, and he's kind of not on the upper tier of the right. top three. So you might as well return and improve that draft stock because this year he definitely did. Jokic adding to his resume. He had a 40-point and 27-rebound game, he, as well as 10-plus uh, assists. He's the third player in NBA history with 40 points, 25 boards, 10 assists, joins Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor. Not a bad group to be a part of. Well, I was hoping that with Wes Unsell Jr. coming here, he's a really big fan of Jokic, and Jokic is a really big fan of him. I was hoping that maybe Jokic, when he gets comes a free agent, he'll come here. But I don't think that's going to happen anymore. No, I don't think so. I, nobody's ever coming here. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we had to talk about 
one of the the World Cup final, of course. Um, some people are saying, you know, the greatest sporting event they've ever seen. It's like, look, like, was it an incredible game? Sure. But I don't know yeah. if it's like the greatest sporting event ever. I think that's just more of like uh, people just getting caught up in the moment. But it was fantastic, obviously. Uh, I was te- The funny part with that one was, of course, what I was texting with you were. So I had bet Argentina money line and then Ooh. for kicks, I threw in a, a separate bet for correct score. And two, uh, I picked two one Argentina. It was like five dollar bet to win like fifty. So it was like, yeah, I'll do that. And of course, at one point in the game, it was two one Argentina, and there was like ten minutes left. And I was like, all right, I, I should I cash this out or should I just let it go? Because I think if I cash it out, it was going to be like twenty four bucks or something. And right. you and I have said it in the past, it's like. Anytime you get that opportunity to cash out, you might want to take it because weird things happen in sports. And just as I was making that decision, Mbappe, of course, scored. And then it was like, oh, man, like I did that. That was tough. That was tough because literally, yeah, it happened within the minute of, uh, you know, when it was a 2-1 score. So I didn't even have much of a chance to decide. But, yeah, crazy game. Goes to PKs. Always a a weird way for game to end. But it was an exciting uh, thing as well. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I obviously soccer fans are are so used to PKs at this point. It's not that big of a deal uh, as far as like it being how some games are decided. But to me, even as a fan of the sport, it's still just this kind of strange, you know. Uh, after right. watching the game progress in its normal way for the entirety of the game, and then have it come down to this shootout. Um, it's just different. It's just a different feeling at the end of the win, you know? Yeah, obviously, you know, when I was looking at my bet, I had France money line over six corners and uh, the uh, both teams score. And it wasn't that big of a payout. It was like five bucks to win like 78 or something like that. Right. Um, and obviously I didn't – I mean, when France didn't score in the last seven minutes when they were just peppering, uh, <laughs> you know, shots on, it just – I mean, it was like whatever. It was a great game, though. I enjoyed watching it, but – you know, like you said, the art of the cash out, the art of the cash out is the biggest it's dilemma key. in sports gambling because like you said, you want to get that $107 win or whatever rather than cashing out for 42 because once you get that $107 win you're like, "Yes, I had the balls to hold the door like Odor." Yeah. You yeah. know, and and of course, <laughs> I you know, whenever I see that, I always do the wrong thing. And I had a college basketball one like 3 weeks ago where I'm sitting there I had it was like some some bodunk school in Oregon or something like that, like Portland University or something like that. I had literally winning outright, and they ended up screwing me or something of that nature. <laughs> and I had a cash out for like it was it was like thirteen dollars less than my win. Right, and, I, and it, it, it but it, the game was so far in hand, and then all of a sudden they they end up losing. Now it was such That's a buzz the thing. Kill. I think it's just I like that. you gotta now. Obviously, if the cash out's like on a dollar more than what your bet was and it's like all right no of course like i'm gonna see what i see see what happens but yeah i I think in the situation if that situation ever arose again where i have the chance to make like 20 bucks off my initial bet and yeah it wasn't the 50 but it's 20 20 bucks and and it's a positive either way soccer especially where like crazy things can happen at the end of the game when they you know they pull the goalie in a way where he comes up to try and that sort of stuff happens in soccer and so like yeah, I should have done it, but I just didn't even have a chance to even process the decision. But regardless, 
obviously crazy finish there in the World Cup. And I think I think in general this World Cup kind of lived up to the hype. I mean, there were some great moments. Obviously, here Team USA did their job and got to you know got past the knockout or got past the group stage into the knockout stage. Like that was what they needed to do. You had obviously a legend like Messi winning the the title. You've got a young gun in Mbappe like doing his thing. So like yeah, I think this World Cup was pretty solid in my eyes. I think like people people seem to enjoy it. I think it got a lot of attention, and I think it helped the sport. So yeah, I, I think this overall was a pretty darn good World Cup. Sucks that we have to now we have to wait again for it. Yeah, so. now we gotta um, watch bowl games that don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's hit up the money line, of course, sponsored by our friends. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is officially live in the state of Maryland. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports with DraftKings anytime and anywhere right over there in Maryland uh, for a limited time. New customers who sign up with promo code DCCROSSOVER will receive $200 in free bets instantly. Of course, some big games coming up in the NFL in the final stretch here, so you definitely want to use that offer. I mean, $200 in free bets is... is uh, <laughs> Trust me, that can go a long way. Uh, DraftKings <laughs> has the best features, including same-game parlays, unlimited player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. DraftKings Sportsbook is where Mike and I go for all of our sports betting needs. Here's what you do. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DC Crossover to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DC crossover please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER you must be 21 years or older physically present in maryland eligibility and deposit restrictions apply bonus issued as free bets see draftkings.com slash md for full terms and conditions again it is promo code dc crossover i mean 200 in free bets is big time i mean mike and i talk about all the time the parlays we do and things like that i mean i usually drop five dollars on a on a parlay i mean think about two hundred dollars worth of parlays i mean that uh that can get you somewhere i'll tell you what um i i i had sent to mike i had hit a nice parlay this weekend i was happy about it. i think it won 60 bucks or so so oh, I, yep, that, I followed it yep yeah so that's that's helped me out um uh, Lately now, the last couple ones, I've lost by like a leg. I just opted in there. There was like a TNT Tuesday night thing where it was like place a three, you know, three plus leg parlay. And if it loses, you get your refunded bet. So a lot lot of of stuff going on there. Yeah, love the no sweats for sure. (laughs) Uh, So this is the money line. We're going to give our picks here. Um, My lock, I'm going to ride my Lions at right now three-point favorites over Carolina. Um, you know, one of the few times the Lions are our favorite. Obviously, it was surprising when they were a favorite over Minnesota, and that proved to be accurate. I'm going to ride Vegas and the odds makers and this hot team there with Lion three point faves. Uh, my dog, this is almost probably going to be a pick 'em at some point, but I'm going Jags over Jets on on Thursday night football. You, you mentioned earlier Trevor Lawrence being hot. Uh, oh, I just saw that you you did that pick too. I didn't. I, even, I just realized it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I actually. Again, I did not actually make that pick knowing I'm that Mike was going to take the same I think, thing. I think you picked it first. And I, did, yeah, I didn't even right, see right. yours. Well, smart man. Yeah, the Jags are hot. The Jets are the Jets. Um, you know, I think this is this is the right pick here. And I love getting them at plus one. I'll take yep. that all day. Yep. 
I mean, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Honestly, I literally, I literally heard you. So I was like looking down, and all of a sudden, I heard you start saying about the Jags, and I was like, "Wait a sec, <laughs> pick that." But hey, uh, it's 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 a, it's a good, it's a good pick. It's, it's it's a good pick, obviously. So I'm gonna go with my dogs first. Obviously, the Jags plus one over the Jets. The Jets still playing Zach Wilson, I believe. Uh, and yeah, he, he, Zach Wilson's a bust, obviously. Every, yeah. He's he's a jerk, and everyone doesn't like him. So let's be honest here. Right. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his mind the last few weeks. Uh, and also the Jags are three and one against the spread in the last three games, uh, or excuse me, in the last four games. Right, uh, right. So that's that that's huge as well. My lock, you know what? If Taylor Heineke starts, I'm going with San Fran minus seven over Washington. Go ahead. I just, I mean, the, I don't like the seven, so I would like to go go down to like six and a half or something like that. I'm always a, I'm always the guy that's kind of skeptical. Like when it's a seven or something of that nature, I like to go and, and make it a two and a half just because. Yeah. Just, you don't want to get screwed. Just because, but yeah. I don't want to make it a money line where it's like a minus four hundred. I would rather do it like minus. You don't want the push if it's seven. You don't want the push, right? Uh, you know, you want you want the six and a half. No, I, I agree with you on that. But I, I'll, I'm only going to take that bet now. Obviously, it's my lock of the week, so I have to. take in this uh, parlay uh, or whatever you want to call it, but I, I, I'm going to say right now that again, if they start Taylor Heineke, yeah, which it fine. looks like yeah, they're yeah. going to, then I think that honestly, San Fran's going to win because right, right now he can't score, and yeah. the, the 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 San Francisco, I, like I said, really slow. The San, San Francisco, Francisco. <laughs> the uh, 49ers. I mean, their their defense is on fire. Nick Bosa might go out there and sack him six times. Yeah. So you're you're looking at it and saying right now. I, I don't understand how uh, they're going to have any chance of, of winning if they don't score at least 24 points, at least 24 points. Because, yeah. you know, Brock Purdy's going to be out there throwing dimes left and right, and then I'm sure, you know, Deron Payne and John Allen are probably going to get in, in an argument again because they're getting pissed off because the offense can't score, um, and, and, and all they're doing is kicking ass everywhere. But you're looking at it and saying, I, I just I just don't see Washington winning if Taylor Heineke starts a game. And honestly, hey, here should be a side bet. The side yeah. bet should be, is Carson Wentz going to be shown in the game if they're down by double digits? Because that could be a good bet. Because that could be a plus. I mean, that's probably in like the dark web or something like that. Yeah, I don't bet. know where you're going to get the odds <laughs> on that. But, but honestly, I mean, I, when I was watching the game at the game and Carson Wentz on the sideline was throwing zips. I mean, that guy was throwing zippers right to the wideouts while Taylor Heineke was floating it to the, to the defensive backs in the end zone. So honestly, I don't know, man. I, I just think that it, it, San Fran's going to kick their butt. I mean, I, I, it, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just over it. Taylor Heineke starts, I think I'm going to take it. I'm going to look at uh, – I want to see if I can get some sacks here for uh, San I haven't Fran. Seen it. I haven't seen it in a while, by the way. Yeah. I've, I've tried to bet on, like, total sacks, but I haven't seen it in half the games that I've, I've bet on. Total like, touchdowns. Forever. Both teams will do this. Winning margin. But yeah, where's, like uh, – I mean, uh, obviously, if I can't find it in the next couple seconds, I'm not going to keep searching for it. But, yeah. I, I that's weird. I don't know why there isn't more isn't any turnover options or things like that here because I mean, yeah, I would take like if they set the line at like 49ers five and a half sacks in that game, it's like I'm going over that, <laughs> you know? It's like uh it's not <laughs> not going well. So, we'll see, but yeah, definitely I agree with the pick there. I think yeah, if Heineke starts this team, it's this is going to be rough. This is going to be a rough end of the year here, and I think you're going to get some loud fans uh, who are upset at how you know this team spoiled a, a really solid run where things were looking like this was going to be a, a good 
you know, a playoff opportunity here. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, again, I will remind you next week, people, uh, we will be doing our Festivus show where we kind of get our uh, our airing of grievances in, if you recall. Nothing. It's a card from my dad. Dear son, happy Festivus? What is Festivus? It's nothing. It's nothing. When George was growing Jerry, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Uh, I'm out of here. Happy Festivus. It's Festivus. When George was growing up, no. his father... It's nothing. It's a stupid holiday my father invented. It, it, it doesn't exist. Happy Festivus, Georgie. <laughs> a new holiday was born. That will be, we'll, we'll get into all that next week here. Uh, so if you guys have any drinks and grievances, grievances, complaints, things you're just that grind your gears, I mean, whatever you want to throw our way, feel free to tweet us at the DC Crossover or at Cerrone16 or comment on our TikToks. Uh, DC Crossover Podcast on TikTok. We'll definitely look up, though, what kind of live we can do. I think TikTok should be fine. Yeah, yeah. We just got to figure out how the heck we do it. I, I just know that uh, we – I know for sure that we can uh, live stream to YouTube because we've, like, done that before um, off of uh, – because right now, the only place, it's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch are like the main options with Zoom. So I don't know. We'll, right. we'll figure it out. But uh, regardless, if we do any of that stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out. So follow us on Twitter for that info there. Uh, and then share any of your grievances with us. And we'll talk, talk about it on the program. Besides that, everybody, have a great Christmas. Obviously, that's coming up here in a few days. So have a, have a great Christmas, holidays, all that good stuff. Let's, let's, uh, let's have, actually, let's, let's play a little... Uh, little Christmas oh. music to take us out. I was going to go to John Z, but this you know is what, what? This is what we should do the entire episode next oh, week. Oh, we're going to. I have I have it on loop. So <laughs> on like, <laughs> we will be doing this next week. Uh, we'll see you guys. Thanks. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. Have a lovely Christmas. Feliz Navidad. There you go. Bye. <laughs>